know, what we're talking about is a life in God. And when we know and understand that our journey in life is to be like Christ, Mm -hmm. to be made in his image. And so we are shifting from a sinful nature into a holy nature because he's a holy God. So this nature that God is wanting us to adapt to is a supernatural nature. It is, like Denise said, not something that comes natural for us. And so God is teaching us so much of his ways, understanding what is normal and common with our nature when we offend, shame, pride, um, covering up. You know, look what Adam and Eve did, cover up. You know, that just comes natural to our nature of sin. And, um, and so, you know, God is letting us know our relationships, we are not solely responsible um, for ourselves alone. We are responsible for our relationship with God in, and, ha- and how that is connected to those we are in relationship with. He's always said that. Uh, we see it through scripture, but he's always said that even from his greatest commandment, loving God and also loving others as yourself. And so mm-hmm. we see here is that if I don't humble myself and, and consider that other person, I'm actually sinning against God. And that's mm-hmm. why that relationship remains broken, because I have not acknowledged the reconciliation that needs to happen first with God that causes me to humble myself and consider the other person. So if I remain in pride, I will never humble myself before God. And that relationship first with God is broken, let alone trying to get the one with the other person fixed, you know, or or reconciled. And so God is trying to show us, you're not responsible just to yourself alone. You're Mm -hmm. responsible to me. And so all of what God's message of reconciliation is all about tying everything you do in relationship with others to your relationship with him. I treat you sacredly because of my sacred relationship with God. When I offend you, I offend God. That's why he said, and as much as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. We are so connected in how we treat others that it offends God. And so with that understanding, I'm going to be, you know, convicted. I'm going to, you know, give more thought to, did I say that right? Did I do that right? Was that right? (laughs) You know, and how I handled that with them. If I don't have that conversation, I will never have a sense of accountability to God. And that's what God is showing us in this model is that you are accountable to me and you can't get right with your brother until you get right with me. So when you get right with me and have that that relationship, that conversation with me, I'm going to convict you to go deal with that thing now, you know. And so it's so intricately connected. and. um Yeah, and that's why I think God gave us this gift called repentance, you know, um, because if we think about it, in our relationship with him, it's repentance that, boom, connects us right back with him. And he's Mm. saying, this thing that's supernatural with me, try it on your brother and your sister. (laughs) Mm. You're going to find that, boom, it makes things right with them, too, you know. Right. So this is a supernatural thing in God that he's just beckoning us to walk it out. And when we do, we become more like him. Yeah. Wow. 
It's a wonderful Amen. thing. It is. It takes courage, though, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because pride and shame is real. I mean, mm, let, let's face real. it, we've all been there. Yes. <laughs> it's not easy, you know, yeah, and that's right. why we need Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the next paragraph and what it says. Realize forgiveness is not letting someone off the hook. Boom. Mm-hmm. It is releasing them to God so he can provide you with the grace you needed that the offender could not give. Mm-hmm. This is a divine exchange. When mercy mm-hmm. is extended instead of wrath, grace is supernaturally provided. Mm-hmm. Wrath seeks revenge, pain for pain, destruction of another life in order to replace what was lost. However, grace is that ability to accept the person and see them apart from their offense. That reminds me of of what came to me when I was talking about Mm -hmm. reconciliation through your heart. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And this can only be accomplished through a heart that bears the love of God. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, for confirmation. Yeah. This is the same love Jesus demonstrated on the cross that enabled him to say of his murderers, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, according to Luke 23, 34. Amen. Can you see the model in this, that we're just mirroring what Jesus did on the cross? Yes. We're just, everything mm. he's, he walked out on the cross on our behalf, He's saying, now I give that to you. You're going to become acquainted, you know, with what the process that I had to go through with you, (laughs) you know, as as what caused me to forgive you, that what caused me to lay down my life for you. I'm going to I'm going to help you become acquainted with that as you deal with others. And so it really is just a mirror of of Jesus and the love and, 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 and how he processed the broken relationship that he had with us and how he brought it into a place of reconciliation with God and what was needed to bring that about. He's simply just saying, this is what I've done, and now I'm showing you how to do the same. That's really all this is. And um, I, 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 I want to go back to that part. Um, where you read about um, the wrath. When mercy is extended instead of wrath, grace Mm -hmm. is supernaturally provided. Isn't it true when we are angry at a person, even when it's just, when we're angry at a person, we want revenge, we want pain for pain, you know, we want some kind of destruction of that person in a sense. That's why people, you know, fight. That's why people, it is like, I don't know what to do with all this anger. I just want to punch you. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 we just, our, our judicial system is set up that way. You know, we just punish you, you know, and, 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 and torment you in prison uh, as, a, as a punishment for the crime that you, you did. And so when we put it just on an everyday basis, when people, you know, curse at somebody, insult somebody, we are naturally compelled to Send it right back to them. And so God is teaching us a powerful thing here where he said, that wrath, 
says, I want you to extend mercy instead. That is hard. And, and, and we more, more often wrap our natural minds around that concept and say, that's crazy. <laughs> Love my enemies, give my enemies mercy. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, God, you know, because we're, we're trying to understand it from a natural perspective through natural mm-hmm. lenses. But this is what Jesus did. And so he's saying, you can do this supernaturally. And it, all it takes is a surrender, once again, connecting us first with God and saying, God, this hurts. This, I'm so angry. And I, I, you know, God, I just want you to get them. I just want you to fight for me and bring justice in my behalf, which he promises that he would, yeah. but not in the way that, that we are looking for it. And so he's saying, I need you to extend mercy. And the wonderful thing that's, that happens supernaturally about mercy is that when you do choose, and it's a choice, when you do choose to say, God, give me mercy and understanding and, and, and accepting this situation or dealing with this situation, give me mercy so that I don't act in anger, act upon my wrath. Um, and what he gives you is a peace first. And in that peace, it causes you to be quiet and to humble yourself before him. And what God begins to show you is that that person, the only reason that they do what they do, say what they say, is because of their separation from God, their brokenness, mm-hmm. and, and reminding us that we truly are no different from them except that we know God. And so our brokenness may look different from another person's brokenness, but it is all simply brokenness and separation from God. And so when, we, when, we, when we're dealing with our wrath on those terms, we really do now get something from God that allows us to extend mercy and say, God, you know, I, I see this person and I, 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 I don't know how to deal with them on my terms because I'm so angry, but I know that they're no better than I. They don't know you. And that's why they do what they do. So, God, I just pray that you would just give me the healing that I need and that somehow you would bring that person to an awareness of you, because if they knew you, they would do better. And so I, I just ask God that you would just help me to be able to uh, to work through this this process uh, with you, because this person will not be able, it's not capable of, of helping me through it because they don't know you. And so God, and I, I, I find myself when, um, and I'm in relationships and people uh, offend or hurt me, that I have to come with that perspective because that's the only way that I will be able to be obedient to God when he says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Because when I see them, that the only reason they are what they are and do what they do is because of their separation from God it compels me to say, God, bring them into an awareness of truth and bring them into a relationship with you and help me to be able to work through the offense. And quite frankly, when I look at it that way, all of the wrath begins to just dissipate. But that is a supernatural work in God. And um, it begins with giving our wrath to God and allowing him to help us to extend mercy in regards to that offense. 
And it is exactly what Jesus did for us. Amen. Quite interesting. Um, um, go ahead, Denise. I was going to ask you if you, you were going to share something. I wrote down a couple of things that came to mind, mm-hmm. and I will share after you. I just wanted to, um, yeah, amen to what you were just saying, Karen. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next paragraph, too, some of the things that you've shared. But I just wanted to mention um, just, you know, that in all cases, it's not someone who says, you know, who doesn't know God. You know, there Uh are people that offend us, and they supposedly know God. They hurt Mm -hmm. us, and they know God. You know, so... um, there I'm was, um, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's in those times that often we are like really, really taken aback. But yeah. it just goes back to yeah. the point that we are living in this flesh. Mm-hmm. And every day mm-hmm. is a daily battle. We mm-hmm. have to continually seek Holy Spirit, continually choose obedience because we can choose to be Mm -hmm. disobedient even when we have accepted Jesus as Lord, even, you know, uh, when we're saying that we're daily walking with him. Mm -hmm. But if we're choosing ourselves above Mm -hmm. everyone else, there's still Mm -hmm. something wrong. And so in those cases, we may experience offenses because of that person who just isn't surrendered to Holy Spirit. And so Mm -hmm. you had mentioned um, the fact that because people do not know Christ helps Mm -hmm. you to to be able to extend mercy. But even in cases Mm -hmm. where they do know Christ and Mm -hmm. we feel that they should do better, but obviously mm-hmm. they haven't come into the full knowledge of of how Christ is calling for us to walk and to live. They haven't they still haven't gotten it. You you know they're still yeah. trying to get an understanding of how to walk mm-hmm. out the mercy, how to walk out yeah. the grace that God has mm-hmm. given us. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. in those cases it's I think it's even harder for us. Mm-hmm. You know, um to extend mercy but That's what God is calling us to do. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. calling us to still extend mercy in those cases, which it may be our brother or sister in Christ. It happens, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear stories. People, they're, you know, they've Mm -hmm. fallen out, and they're people that are in the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that you brought that out. I love that you brought that out because it provides us a wake-up call. Because the reality is that when we know Christ, we have relationship with him. When we don't know Christ, we do not have relationship with him. We are separated and we are broken. So that just goes to show that whether you are saved or whether you're not, if brokenness looks the same, no matter how you label it, And so it's just a reflection that there are some believers by name, by title, I guess you would say, who walk in brokenness, deliberate brokenness, willful brokenness, and their separation from God is no different from the sinner because the life they live is no different 
It is a separation from God. And that's a wake-up call to us as believers because mm-hmm. we, we deem ourselves to be in relationship with God, but yet we, dre- we reject him. We deem ourselves to have intimacy with God, but we won't listen to him. We don't yeah. even consider his ways. And that is the exact same heart as the unbeliever. And so brokenness is brokenness. It can, have, it can be a, a person who's been saved for 25 years and chooses to still walk in separation from God. Wow. And that's the hard, hard reality. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's because we have expectations that those who are born again should know this. And true enough, they hear it, but they reject it every single time. They hear it, but they choose not to walk in faith. And what does that mean? They choose to walk in separation from God. So separation from God looks the same. No matter how you dress it up, it looks the same. No matter what labels you put on it, it looks the same. Because brokenness is brokenness. Sin is sin. Separation from God is separation from God. And so if God can't convict you and transform your heart and cause you to do things by faith and walk in his supernatural power, I question I question the kind of walk that you are really walking. It's either a religious one or it's truly a God-fearing one. It's one or the other. And that mm. is the wake-up call in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, you know, in, in, in the, the kingdom of heaven is like this. Many will say that I've done all these things in your name. So we know how to do what God says is what we should do. But is the heart really in relationship with him? And only God knows that. And he said, yeah, some will come to me and say, I did this and I did this and I did this because my word is true and it stands forever. And you can walk it out, play it out however you want to. But yet I did not know you. That's a real reality. And we read stuff like that and just think like those are just words. But that is a reality that God is giving us clue to. And so what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, playing Christian, you know, hearing this word over and over and over and living on their own terms and lose his soul? You know, I don't want to find out that I claim to be a Christian all my life and walked on my own terms only to find out that I never really had the salvation I thought I had Hmm. because I thought that I can do it on my own terms. I don't want to find out in the end. We want to say, once saved, always saved. And this is not a debate about that doctrine. Trust. But I'm simply saying, this word is so clear to us, and God gives us such a beautiful, rich invitation to have relationship with him. And he says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And if I'm not spending these, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 years of my life that by God's grace I have, to walk this out and experience him, what in the heck am I living? Hmm. And so this is something that I'm only going to come into the truth when I stand before God. And I don't want to wait until that moment, the last and final moment, to discover what I lived. So, yeah, Man. thank you, Deborah. That is, that is true. It's, it's our wake-up call. That's good. Amen. Very good. Thank um, you. Karen, thank when you. you were sharing earlier... Um, what came to my mind is the conversation we were having before we we got on the uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you had 
shared that you handled an offense differently with new grace. Mm -hmm. And I would add to that that when we're prepared for what may occur each Mm -hmm. day by starting the day in prayer, then we are Mm -hmm. able to, in our journey, to extend grace and more grace and more grace. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And the second thing that came to mind in terms of sacrifice, the sacrifice of withholding our revenge is worth Mm -hmm. waiting on God to correct the offender because the result brings the peace Mm -hmm. that is beyond our understanding. So the sacrifice Mm -hmm. is worth it. Yeah, yeah. And we've got to want that. That's the thing. The things that God wants for us, we have to want it. And, mm-hmm. and, and listen to what he says. He says, no greater love than this, than that a man lays down his life for a friend. So we know that, you know, that scripture is speaking of both men and women, you know. So we laying down our lives. Yeah, for me to be so angry with you that I don't extend my wrath and what you really deserve, just like what Jesus did for me and for the entire world, when I, I, I have to lay down that, that wrath. You know, so this is, this is what that looks like when I lay down my life for a friend, when I lay down what you really deserve to gain what God desires. Yeah. So that's essentially how we walk that out daily, laying ourselves down, laying ourselves to the cross. You know, that's what that looks like, choosing what I want to do to lay it down and choose what Christ desires. That's the daily sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it takes courage and it takes faith. Mm-hmm. 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 I was going to say, read that, that next paragraph because all of this, <laughs> it's, this, is, this is rich. I was, actually, I was actually going to start it by saying um, what Karen shared, the next paragraph affirms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so funny. I tell you, you guys, this is just never fails. We do not read this book like just before we push record. <laughs> you know, we don't like prep ourselves and everything we're going to talk about. You know, it's just truly a free flowing conversation. And we always seem to preface what we're just getting ready to read. That's why when we read it, we go, oh my gosh, we just said this. <laughs> I love the Holy Spirit, how he is in our conversation. So I was going to bring that in with that. Well, this next paragraph actually affirms what Karen was sharing a moment ago. In order to find healing, one must do as Jesus did. Extend mercy in the place where our wrath is fully warranted. Mercy will require sacrifice. It is Mm -hmm. the act of laying down one's life for another in order to be restored into the presence of God. The presence of God is called grace. I noted that this is a key in finding Mm -hmm. the keys to the kingdom. (laughs) It is only in this atmosphere that the heart, its language of love, forgiveness, and acceptance can be genuinely realized and demonstrated. This is something you can't fake, because true grace will allow you to let go of the wrath as well as the pain of your offense 
and genuinely hope, pray that the offender will one day discover the truth of God's mm-hmm. will and purposes. We've been talking about that. Mm-hmm. When yeah. an offender is placed into the hands of God, God is speaking. You can rest mm-hmm. assured that the learning process is one that will fully vindicate and bring appropriate justification to a matter. Hallelujah. Offering reconciliation yeah. with God and man. This yeah. is why the focus during matters of offense is to pursue a new life in Christ. This is because our unresolved conflict is causing separation from God and the life he has to give. Finding true forgiveness doesn't just happen. It is a process that involves the transforming work of God. Yes. Amen. That just kind of makes you want to say hallelujah, huh? Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right, that's a wrap. Hey, I hope you found this discussion a blessing. And of course, you can be a part of the discussion too by ordering Mysteries of the Kingdom Discipleship Foundations for yourself. And of course, don't forget to subscribe or get on my mailing list. All right, my friend, take good care and God bless.